What's up, friends? Welcome to this bonus episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So today's episode is episode number 70. Like, holy crap. First off, I can't believe it has been 70 episodes recorded. That is crazy to me, and I'm just super grateful. Um, All right, so for this episode, this is going to be a super quick tip episode. So we're going to try to keep this episode under 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Um, this is going to be hard. I don't know. So I'm trying, I want to, and give me your feedback. Okay. I want to hear your feedback here, but moving forward, um, in 2022, we are going to start doing two episodes per week. I'm so excited. It's probably going to start up in March or April. I'm just giving it a little bit of time and I wanted to sort of do a couple like bonus episode test runs. Um, but I'm thinking one episode per week would be my regular episode. And then one episode is going to be a quick tip, a coaching episode, um, answering questions, just really like short, really, really short to the point, like one thing you can learn and like go on with your day. So if you have any feedback, please let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. Um, otherwise let's dive into this episode. So today we're going to dive into pricing your products for profit. So so excited because pricing is such an important thing and there's definitely a lot of mistakes that people are making out there and with that said there are a lot of pricing strategies and formulas based on where you're selling products so I'm going to kind of give you like a couple that are pretty popular but in the end it really comes down to you like do you sell wholesale are you selling only on Amazon Um, Are you selling wholesale and on your website and to Amazon? So it's kind of really depends on where you're selling here. But let's talk about pricing strategies, um, pricing formulas, and then we're going to talk about pricing psychology, which I'm really excited about because I really like pricing psychology. And it's like once you really think about the price of things and what makes you buy as a consumer, it's really, really interesting. So let's dive into it. Let's first talk about the strategy behind pricing your products. So when you're pricing your products, I want you to sort of think of your, again, brand is a big picture here. Pricing affects how people think about your brand, associate your brand or associate with your brand, sorry. Um, Pricing your, like the way that your products are priced affects all those things. And you want to just always make sure that the pricing kind of matches your company's image or vibe that you're wanting to sort of put out there. Like, are you wanting to be known for quality? Are you wanting to be known as high-end brand? You know, just a quick example, like, and I'm looking at my, um, I don't know, I'm looking at my, um, my MacBook right here. You know, Apple is a really cool company. It's trendy. It's known for quality. It's known for like sleek products that are very, in a sense, like minimalistic, but they're very sleek and like Apple, I, I'm pretty sure they don't discount at all. I, I don't think they do any discounts. I'm not hundred percent sure of that. So you can definitely object here. Um, but they're not trying to like race to the bottom. And I always talk about this because I love high-end products. I love high-end brands. I love all things um, boutique product. And I always tell people you're better off getting creating quality product and pricing higher because why do you want to race to the bottom? 
And that's it. Like, why do you want to race to the bottom of the barrel and attract people that want to pay those cheap discount prices when if you have a quality brand, you have that high-end appeal, you will always attract customers because customers will always pay more for that experience and things like that. So we're not going to dive into like packaging and customer experience today. It's really just quick pricing um, strategies and formulas here. So I just want you to kind of think about that because it's, you can always price more if you have like a more quality brand. So just something to think about. Um, pricing too low is going to hurt your business. So you have to really think of your long-term goals as a business and make sure that you're doing this not to work for free. So I want you to make money. Um, so whether you're really looking for, you know, higher price points or more affordable options, it's always important to remember that um, your pricing is going to affect and impact the way your customers perceive the quality of your product and perceive the quality of your brand, honestly. Um, so just something to think about. So, okay, let's dive into some common pricing formulas. So again, this is going to be a super quick tip episode. I'm excited. Um, so there's really two, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of like different things out there. Different people will tell you different things. Um, so this is going to depend on like really what, where and what you're selling. So say you are like a reseller or you buy products wholesale and then you sell them. So that's what I used to do when I had my subscription box business. I would buy product. I didn't make product, although I really wanted to at some point, but I didn't make product. I purchased it wholesale or at distributor pricing, and then I marked it up. So whether that was 2X or 3X or whatever I wanted to mark up, certain businesses will have, you know, you have to charge a minimum, like, because they don't want their brand to be perceived as lower cheap too. So um, there is flexibility with how much you mark it up, but there's a lot of things that kind of come into play. We're not going to dive into everything here. This is really just to give you kind of like a quick overview. So, um, if you buy products and resell them, then you want to really like at least be marking up like three X. So for example, if you have a scrunchie, you buy a scrunchie from a little distributor shop or a little shop somewhere, Let's say you buy it for, uh, I don't know, like $3, right? Um, and then you're like, you know what? I want to sell it for $9. So that is 3Xing it. It ends up being, uh, I think about it, I'm trying to sort of do this off the top of my head, and I'm not great with math. Um, I think it's like a 200% markup and probably about a uh, seven, uh, yeah, 70%. <laughs> I think it's about a 70. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Um, 70%, um, profit margin. So that's freaking amazing. So imagine now if you only two X it, you buy it for $3 and then you sell it for six. That's not quite enough profit here. So if you're reselling product, you're not making it, you're not a maker. You want to try to play that like three X rule. Again, maybe you're only going to 2x it or two and a half. Um, I would say 2x would be the bare, bare, bare minimum, but that's probably even too low. Because again, like you have, you want to pay yourself. You want to take into consideration like materials, labor, um, all the things like the time wasted that you did to find this product. So you want to make sure that you are pricing high enough. So if you do a 3x markup as a reseller, that will be good. You'll get good margin. Um, 
Then there is a pricing formula for like makers. So I know people that make products, whether you're selling on Etsy or, you know, you just make your product. Again, you want to really drill into how much am I spending, materials, your labor. Um, what, it, what are you paying to get this product made? And you want to do like, especially if we're going to be selling wholesale, two times two times like two, two and a half, something like that. So times two is going to be what you would sell, what you would sell to wholesale, like, sorry, I can't talk today. Uh, the times two markup is basically what you would price if you were doing wholesale. So you're selling your, pro like B2B, you're selling your product to like a wholesale shop um, or another shop. And then you would take that price and times that by two or 2.2, 2.5 even. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility here. That's what I'm saying. Um, you can, there's a lot of, I don't want to say you can price whatever you want, but it's kind of true. <laughs> like you really can price what you want for the most part. And honestly too, these pricing models differ per industry. So different industries, you can actually mark up the price a lot more. You can also mark up the price more if you are more a high-end brand. So that's why I'm telling you, I love high-end. Always opt for more high-end versus like, I'm going to be the cheapest company around because then you really have to like keep the pricing super low. So um, yeah, so two times two, that would be the wholesale price. Then times two is the retail price, what you'd sell to your customer. Um, so again, if you're not doing wholesale, then I would just probably stick with the 3X. It's just kind of easier and more simple. Because if you're not doing wholesale, you might say, well, that middle price confuses me. Um, these markups all allow you to make enough margin. Because too, like when you have your business, you're going to make colossal mistakes. And if you have that margin built in, you know, not only can you pay yourself, but you're making a profit and you can allow big mistakes to happen and they will happen. So that's just two easy pricing formulas that you can kind of um, go off your base, your product off. Um, a lot of brands will just do um, like a 2x markup and yeah, you might be making profit, but why would, why not make more? Like you can charge more. Your customers don't know what you spend. Just keep that in mind. Your customers don't know what you spend and you want to test pricing. You know, that's just what it is. You want to test. You have to look at what other people in your niche are charging. It doesn't mean that you have to go copy them or go below them, but it's important to be aware of what other people in your niche are charging for product. Um, and we're going to talk about this next, which is, um, well, actually I'll talk about this now. So when it comes to things like free shipping, I would rather you increase the price of your product by a couple bucks and then either reduce the shipping cost or do free shipping. For the most part, I'm going to say the most part because I don't want to say these like blanket statements and then that's not always the case. Customers don't want to pay for shipping. Customers don't value, customers don't see value in shipping charges. So while I think you have to either charge for shipping or bake it into your cost. You have to do one or the other. You cannot give free shipping and then only have like a 2X markup on a product. You'll make no money. Um, and shipping charges will bleed you dry. So for example, like I had one of my clients who she's selling a product and I told her um, increase, increase the price of your um, product by like $3. Her 
initially her shipping charges on her product were like, I think it was like $8. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, no, we have to reduce that. You probably have like the worst card abandonment rates because if someone is going to buy a product, let's say for 20 bucks, 25 bucks, $30, and then you're trying to charge them $8 for shipping, you're going to get very few sales. I'm going to put that out there right now. I'd rather you increase the, pro- the price of your product by $5 and either give them free shipping or charge them a couple bucks. People will spend a couple bucks on shipping. Still, people don't want to pay for shipping. You have to test this out. Just test and look at your card abandonment rates. Um, but if you're charging 25 bucks for a leash and charging $8 for shipping, instead, you could charge 30 bucks, $29.99 for that product, and then charge like $3 for shipping. That is so much better. So don't always jump to that price. Always think of the the shipping stuff too. So, okay. And then lastly, we're just going to quickly talk about pricing psychology or the psychology of pricing, which I think is so freaking interesting. I'm, I just think it's fascinating. Um, thinking about what triggers a consumer to buy and thinking about the way that you're pricing, it's really a marketing strategy, you know, but thinking about the way that your pricing is used to, um, you know, in the sense like they, it impacts the purchasing decisions of your customers. I mean, it does. And it's so interesting. So let's just get, I'm going to go through just a couple examples. And these are like common things that you see every single day online, but you may not know, you may not understand why. So there's something called the charm pricing or the rounded dollar pricing. This is a really common one, but for me, I still see a lot of shops charging these weird numbers. And so I would encourage you and invite you to try charm pricing. So what that is, you basically remove one cent from that like rounded dollar price off of an item. So you trick the person's brain into thinking that the product is less money, even though it's, it's literally not, it's like one penny less. So you might have a product. I'm just going to think of like a random number. Um, Okay, let's do $10. It's kind of an easy one. So $10. If you make that, instead of doing a flat 10, you you reduce it to $9.99. What happens is a customer basically now thinks of your product in like that, you know, it might as well be $5 because if it's, if it, it's hard to explain, if it goes over $10, it might as well be $20. That's how the brain works. So if you have a $10 item, you might as well charge 15. But if it's $9.99, then again, people will think that it's so much less money because it goes down. So again, um, I feel like I'm not explaining this very well, but I feel like you know what I mean. Um, you just want to round down and it impacts the way the customer perceives they think they're spending so much less money um this is i would say this in particular is when you get into like 20 the 20 so if you have a product that's 22 dollars, if you charge 19.99 instead then they're gonna think it's like in the teens verse and this is something that like i tested a lot with my business the dapper dog so if you have a product that is 25 dollars Literally, you might as well charge $29.99 because in a customer's mind, they're the same price. 
So something to just think about. Think about what you are charging now. Look at your pricing on your website. See if you can round things up. Like maybe you're charging, people have funny pricing, like $18.50. Like why would you charge $18.50? Just like a weird number. I don't know. So instead of that, like if I was charging $18.50 or if I was working with a student and they said, my pricing is like my t-shirts are $18.50 or my sweatshirts are $36. What I probably would do is say, I would say uh, increase the 36 to 39 or 39.99. Um, and then I forget the first one. I think I said $15, 15, oh, 1850. Um, I'd probably, again, just bump it up to like 18.99 or maybe make it like, I don't know. It depends on like the profit and all that. I can't just like blot out, like blurt out a random answer. But the point is, is if if you're charging like $18.60, I would probably tell you just to charge $18.99. <laughs> I'm always going to be the one that's like, oh, you should charge more. Always, always like any of my clients that I work with. I remember this one client I was working with. She was selling these like really cool, um, these like kind of not tote bags, but like backpack bags. And I want to say she was charging like 30, I think the price was like 32 or something. I don't know. Maybe it was 34. And she was really nervous about it. And I was like, okay, um, you should charge like 39. <laughs> I was like, these are amazing. They are handmade. You have all these beautiful like quality things to this. Instead of charging less money, charge more money. And then in your product descriptions, your product photos, Storytell. Talk about like that mom who needs that backpack to organize her kid's crap so she doesn't like leave the pacifier behind and then the kid throws the meltdown in the park. Like play up the storytelling, play up the quality parts of that product that make it quality. Like focus on quality and not jumping to like price your product for free. Um, okay. And then another one is just like price appearance. So this one is kind of interesting and I've tried this. I don't know if this works, but I have tried it over the years. And again, I don't have any solid data, but I think it's kind of like a funny pricing psychology. So pricing appearance is sort of like the shorter the number, <laughs> the shorter the number, like ditching the cents off the end of the number and ditching the dollar sign in people's head it's less money. Does it work? Who knows? I think, I mean, I think they all work, honestly. Um, I really do. This one in particular, like, I'm not sure how it worked for me, but I think it does work. So instead of like this, and I do this even like in my current business, a lot of my um, graphics that I make, I will not put the dollar sign. I just put like uh, the the figure amount, like um, $5.97. And I put no dollar amount and no dot with the cents. So that's, something that I actually do in my current business all the time. I kind of don't even think about it because I used to do that with my old business. So instead of like, you know, 5.99, for this, again, this kind of goes against the the charm pricing. So again, choose something that lo- feels good for you and kind of test it out. You know what I mean? So instead of it being like 5.99 or $5, you would just put the the number five. There's no dollar sign and there's no sense. Does that make sense? So I think this is kind of a fun one. And I would try this, especially you could try this out if you're doing, you know, Instagram stories where you're doing like, hey, we're selling this new bag. You can grab it here. Here's the link because now you can add the link into an Instagram story. 
um, sticker, you could just put like, you know, grab it today for um, five or not five. That's whatever your price is. Like maybe it's 10 bucks. Just put grab it for 10 and just see if like people click on it. I don't know. It's like these things are worth a shot. Anything within marketing, you have to test. That's I will say that till I'm blue in the face. You have to test things um, and just kind of see what works for you. And then the last psychology pricing or pricing psychology is something like it's a, a time constraint. So this evokes ur- a sense of urgency, um, like one day left to buy, two hours left. Only, we only have like, you know, you could also do like a product constraint. Like we only have five left and there's all kinds of apps you can download that will have that kind of like urgency into buying. But I kind of like the time constraint and I think this works really, really, really well especially when you think of things like Black Friday and holiday sales, you know, only one day, only 24 hours, um, only two hours left. It kind of like tricks your customers into thinking that they're going to literally run out of time. And FOMO is very real. People feel like fear of missing out. So that is, okay, so that is it for today's quick tip episode. I'm right at 20 minutes and I really wanted to stay within 15. So I will try guys to keep them shorter. Um, but if you like this episode, please go ahead and, um, one, leave a review on Apple podcast. It means so much to hear that you guys are liking the podcast. And then two, if you've not joined my five day free video training series, it is the roadmap to more sales and more customers for your, um, e-commerce business. We launch, we kick off February 7th and what, how it works is each day you will get a 20 minute video emailed to you with um, one specific tip and then action steps to implement that one thing. And it's gonna be super fun. We're gonna have a private Facebook group where you can um, show up, ask questions. You can post questions in the group that I will answer during my live Q and A's. We're gonna be giving away prizes. It's gonna be really, really fun. So I definitely encourage you to sign up. It's totally free. There's really no reason not to sign up. And yeah, I'll leave the link in the notes below so you can sign up today and get started. All right, guys, I'll see you next week. Shopify, like your own website. There's honestly so many places to sell your products. So when I talk about sales channels, I'm referring to, let's say the social sales channels, which you probably don't even think of them as sales channels, but they are. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. In fact, now I think TikTok, you can also tag your products. So Pinterest, for example, is a sales channel. You probably don't even think of it like, oh, I didn't know I could sell on Pinterest. You can. So you can literally integrate or connect um, your Shopify store with Pinterest. You get all your products up on a catalog, um, just like you do with Facebook. So Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, these are all sales channels. So I'm going to bet you a million bucks, you are not leveraging any of those to the best of your ability. Um, Pinterest, you're probably not even, like you probably don't even have a Pinterest account. You should. Pinterest is a sales channel and it's also a a virtual, um, it's kind of like if Google and Instagram like had a baby, kind of. It's a visual, like, it's a visual sales channel, you know? It's a visual search engine. It's amazing. So you search for something and you get all these images that pop up and that's that can be your product if you've integrated Pinterest with your Shopify store. So anyway, um, so you're like your social channels are a sales channel. 
And then we want to think of like, for example, Amazon. So this is going to really depend on what you sell. Um, I have an episode, uh, let's say episode 6465 with um, Jenny of Phytophysies talks about Amazon. That was an awesome episode. So if you haven't, if you're interested in Amazon, definitely check out that episode. Um, But Amazon is a sales channel. So you know, for my business, I had, um, I had, my business was a subscription box business and I had, you know, and it was also e-commerce because I also sold individual products. So a lot of products I sold. So I have like two split experiences with Amazon. One is I was invited to be one of their early on, um, you know, subscription box pioneers. So I was one of the early, you know, this was in 2000. 2017, I think. I don't know if it was 2017 or 2018. I can't remember. Um, I want to say 2017. Um, I was invited to be part of like the newer Amazon subscription platform, which was a new platform. So I had to go through all these like, you know, I'm not going to talk about that process because it's um, pretty sure it's confidential. So I won't say too much. Not that it like not a big deal. It's not my business anymore. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I had to go through a bit of like a lot of steps to get everything approved. And, you know, it was an interesting process. That was my first time. um, That was my first time working with Amazon. And, you know, I had a great experience, got my my subscription box that I founded is still up there, the Dapper Dog box, which is pretty cool. Um, but like if you look at the current listing, like all that stuff is all the stuff that I went through to get up there, like all the photos. Um, I'm pretty sure there's still a picture of me and Kennedy up there as well. Like I think it says the founder. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, um, so you can if you have a subscription box, you know, you can sell on Amazon. And then I got rid of a ton of my inventory through just Amazon. I, you know, had a seller's account and I would sell products on Amazon. So Amazon's definitely like, it depends on what you sell. It depends if you're making the products. Um, it depends on if you are buying them and then reselling them, if, if you're manufacturing them, if you're white labeling, like there's honestly so many options with Amazon. Um, and Amazon Handmade too. Like if you are a maker and you make products, Amazon Handmade. So Amazon's definitely, you know, definitely an option. It just, it, it, wildly depends on what you sell, what you make, and like what your situation is. So in the Slay and Scale course, we meant we talk about Amazon a little bit. If you're if you are like, I want a course on Amazon and all the things, this course is not going to be helpful for you. I'm just being very transparent. I do talk about Amazon as a sales channel. There's a lesson on Amazon and I go into like some of the things you need to do to get started, my experience with Amazon, here are some options. We don't dive too deep. I'm going to be quite honest with you. So, um, and then there's things like marketplaces. So there's just so many options. There's so many sales channels, so many places you can sell your product. Um, you know, subscription box platforms. There's places like Fair where you can, you know, sell your products if you make them. So a lot of options in terms of um, wholesale, marketplaces. If you are looking to sell in other people's like shops, other people's stores, honestly, there's so much opportunity. There's so many things out there. Um, again, I, I briefly give you a little bit of information in this in my Slay and Scale course on um, selling in other people's stores. I did, I did sell one, um, I did sell my product in one store. 
So that was a really good experience. It was actually, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I don't know if you guys watch Vanderpump Rules on um, online, but or why am I saying online? What is wrong with me? On TV. <laughs> um, Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. So I, um, Lisa Vanderpump has her rescue and it's in Los Angeles and they have a, you know, part of their rescue, they sell product. And so I reached out to them and was able to sell the Dapper Dog Box boxes in Vanderpump Rescue. So that was like, oh my God, that was like a dream. Um, so yeah, so that is sort of um, a breakdown of like how to expand sales channels, the different places that you can sell your product, um, how you can leverage your website, your email marketing, and then other sales channels to make sales. And like I haven't even mentioned things like selling at markets, selling in person. I mean, like I did markets when I when I had my business. I went to events. Like I would go to rescue events and sell Dapper Dog boxes, try to hand out cards. Um, I went to this place called Corgi Beach Day in, in um, California, and I was a vendor, and so I would sell products there. Um, you know, I, like, would reach out to places just to see if I could do pop-ups, like pop-up shops at different places. Um, so, yeah, like, you have to just be creative here. You have to be creative and resourceful and just know that if you are trying to grow your business, selling on one – selling on only one sales channel – may not be enough for you. I'm not going to say it's not enough because I don't know your business and I can't say such like a definitive statement. But for most people, you have to sell on multiple places. Just like with marketing, I'm going to tell you, you better not only be putting all your eggs in the Instagram basket. You need to be marketing on other places. And I'm going to tell you the same thing with sales channels. If you have your own website, you can still sell on other places, you know? You can do other things to get more sales. So, um, yeah, so this episode was fun. Um, I hope you, you know, were able to just kind of start thinking, like, I want the wheels to be turning in your head when you're listening to these episodes and just say, oh, you know what? I didn't even think that my email list is sort of a sales channel. Or like, you know, I didn't even think that, Maybe I can start selling my handmade products on marketplaces like FAIR. There's so much opportunity, you know, and I don't want you to think, oh, I have to do all these things today. Um, Start off with just your website. Get that going. Get your conversion rate to be higher than 2% and then sort of move on to other places. So again, guys, we go through all this that I talked about today in more detail inside my Slay and Scale Product Academy course. I know I've been plugging it a lot today, so bear with me. Um, we open cart on February 11th just for five days. And I'm so excited. I hope you will consider joining the program because literally I created it just for people like you who are just desperately wanting that roadmap of what to do to increase my sales for my business, what to do to get more customers, like what to do to drive traffic and customer loyalty and just not not spend every day like spinning the wheels and just saying, I don't know what to do in my business. My business isn't working. Like I want to give up. So before you would do any of that stuff, this course is for you. Um, and if you have any questions, please send me a DM on Instagram. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions. People will say, hey, um, I'm making this much money in my business. 
I'm thinking about your course. Is it a good fit? Um, I've told multiple people, even in the last month or two, multiple people, like one just ended up being a one-on-one coaching client of mine um, from December. You know, she was already making too much money. And I said, no, you're actually not, no, I wouldn't recommend the course for you. Like you're actually better for this thing. So I am honest. Um, if it's not a good fit, I would not tell you that it is because it's not going to do it. It's a dis- doing a disservice for you and it's for me too. So, you know, I am honest. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, and then again, if you have not joined the free challenge, we have a free challenge um, starting on February 7th. It is the roadmap to more sales and customers for your e-commerce business. And it is a five-day um, video training series where we're going to be sending you a 20-minute video every single day for five days um, where you can take one concept or learn one thing and then you have the um, step-by-step to implement it that day. Um, I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. We're going to be doing live Q&As. Um, in a private Facebook group every day. So if you have any questions and you're like, you know what, I really want to do this thing, but I'm not sure it's going to work for my business, show up. You can ask questions. You can post questions in the Facebook group. Um, We're going to be giving away prizes. I'm just super excited. So if you guys can't tell, I love all this stuff. And literally everything we're doing here is to help you uh, grow your business and not feel frustrated and overwhelmed and like feel like you're just in a corner by yourself, you know, everything I do, like I said, on the podcast in my courses is to help you because I went through that with my business for three years and I never want, like one of my missions for my business is like, so I can help e-commerce entrepreneurs like you to not feel like they are alone in the product world and that they have a friend on their side who has already done all the things that they're struggling with and can give them that roadmap and say, here, like, do these things. Don't do this thing. Um, because I know what it's like to have a business and not have anyone that you can turn to with questions and feeling like you're not sure if you're doing anything right. And you just want someone just to give you like that roadmap, like step-by-step here's what to do. So you're, at least, you know, you're on the right path to something. So, all right, guys, um, I'll see you again for next week's episode. And again, this is a four part series on the path to e-commerce profit and sales for your e-commerce business. Part one, systems and foundations. Part two, which we did today, expand your sales channels. Part three is increase your marketing and visibility. And then part four is going to be um, customer loyalty and retention. All right, guys, I'll see you next week.